the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. We come to you every week with a discussion of a mental health issue or a topic that relates really to all of us, whether we're caregivers or wherever we are in our lives. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host today, Dr. Jamie Heisman, Chief Compassion Officer, Project Omega for WellMed Medical Management. He is an expert in caregiving and addictions as well. He brings his special brand of connective magic to the patient teleconnection platform. And Tina Smith, who is filling in for Carol Zernial, who is on special assignment. Tina serves as Director of Caregiver Program Operations for the WellMed Charitable Foundation, has a master's in social gerontology from the University of Central Missouri and a BS in psychology from the University of Missouri at Columbia. And Dr. Jamie, one of the topics that uh, Tina had tossed out when we were talking off the air is the subject of grief, both anticipatory, somebody you're caring for isn't dead yet, but you're already grieving, or actual grief. What is grief? Well, grief, number one, is inevitable. How do I say that to your listeners? Grief is inevitable. We lose so much around us in our lives. In fact, you know, nothing we're attached to, right, that that we can take with us in any way, shape, or form. So intuitively, uh, grief is when somebody passes away, when we lose our job, when we lose uh, an incredible opportunity, just when loss happens in our lives and anticipatory grief is the one we're kind of aware that that's going to happen. For instance, through a terminal illness that somebody may have uh, through maybe the possible even loss of a, a job or a, a situation. Um, so caregivers experience often anticipatory grief, but oddly enough, which is not talked about enough, our loved ones who are diagnosed with the terminal illness also are actually experiencing anticipatory grief. Because they know they're going to die. They do. And it's never a good thing to know that you're going to pass unless obviously, you know, this is the resolute let go and you're in deep, dark pain. But anticipatory grief is also an impetus for personal growth for a caregiver who can actually know that this is going to happen to prepare for their lives on an individual or social basis. But for somebody who actually finds out, obviously, of anticipatory grief, who is actually a caree with a terminal illness, it's also a time that they can prepare their lives and themselves for, you know, the legacy, if you will, and, and what needs to be done before. I often say that we, we kind of all responsible in some way to clean up the mess we made in our lives. And so anticipatory grief allows us to do that. I remember Nancy Reagan uh, writing about the long goodbye uh, where her husband, Ronald Reagan, was struggling uh, with dementia and Alzheimer's disease. Uh, the long goodbye, every day you realize he won't be here much longer. It's so true. In, in Nancy's case, you know, it's hard for people in America to understand that because sometimes anticipatory grief can be even more difficult to cope 
than conventional grief because people literally wonder why you're grieving as a caregiver. And in Nancy's case, you know, um, with Ronald, obviously it was a neurological disorder. It was dementia. I mean, it, it was Alzheimer's pure and simple. And so she had to kind of do that and caregivers do that too. And I, you know, sometimes it, it, it can be something to prepare themselves for, for life ahead. And then sometimes it ends up into a complicated grief reaction, which is then something which is diagnosable and something that's treatable. When you say a complicated grief reaction, what is it you're seeing? Well, complicated grief is actually all the symptoms of grief, but lasting for, let's say, six months. Uh, when grief, it's just normal grief, and we go through all the stages of grief. We don't need to get into Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's stages of grief here, but uh, that's a whole show into itself. We then normally grieve. We cry. We, we deal with it. We, we go, hopefully, to groups. We talk. We celebrate somebody's life. All the things that allow us to somehow find emotional closure, if that's possible, or literally that memory of that person keeps them alive. So we're able to put that in the box, but move on with their lives. But when grief becomes debilitating and creates severe endogenous or clinical depression, and then lasts for a longer period of time, then it's a trigger for so many things in our lives that's, that's depression driven, and we need to get an assessment and evaluation for it. I had an aunt, my late aunt Reva, whose husband died uh, in 1948. For decades, all aunt Reva could talk about was Leo. She simply couldn't let him go. Mm -hmm. Should she have gotten help? Yeah. You know, Leo is obviously very deep and what I call autonomically safe. Leo allowed her obviously to do a lot and, and uh, in her mind, um, she has not let go. So help is wonderful. I think you reframe with a good therapist, um, Leo, and you're able to take Leo with you in the positive, powerful ways that Leo can inspire you, but you don't carry Leo as, let's say, a backpack of, of a, you know, 10 pounds of, of lead. So there's a way of peeling the onion in terms of when you're holding on to a loved one and reframing that energy. I mean, after all, right, we all just lease these bodies. So how do we then deal with the energy afterwards? Now, if you just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. Delighted to have you with us. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Tina Smith, filling in for Carol Zerniel, and Dr. Jamie Heisman is with us, an expert in caregiving and addictions as well. And, and, and Tina, when you see caregivers who are dealing with someone who may have a terminal illness, uh, do you try to help them understand the grief that may go with that? Absolutely, because when you can identify something that you're feeling, it can give you a little bit more control over that situation. Uh, you may not be able to, to solve what's going to happen, but you can uh, take steps to, like uh, Dr. Jamie was talking about, taking steps to prepare, um, uh, you know, kind of move along those directions. But it can be tough. Sometimes, you know, they're they're so bogged down in all that they're doing, it can be hard to see that they're actually uh, grieving right now. And so, you know, talking is probably one of the first steps, talking about how they're feeling, I would guess would be one of the first steps they could do. So true, um, Tina, what you said makes so much sense. Aware In the therapy world, we call it awareness, transformation, self-love. So once you're aware, then you're not naive, then you are, have to transform. And I think there's phases, I think, of anticipatory grief, where we actually accept that death is inevitable. And to your to your point, Ron, and your aunt, that was probably a stage that she, she missed. Then there's the concern to help the loved one in front of you so you don't get so self-engrossed with yourself. Understand that your loved one is there. And you can actually deal with past arguments, misunderstandings, things like that. The beauty of what anticipatory grief can possibly do. 
Um, you can actually imagine your life if you can with a good therapist without that person and try to fill in the blanks and the holes and the, all those deficits even before that person passes. But even if the person passes, you're able then to be prepared with some foundation. So I would say, don't just sit there and call it a diagnosis. This is a time to prepare and time to trigger yourself to do things. And Caregiver SOS and, and the Wellman Charitable Foundation has some wonderful ways to sit with people who've gone through this and to learn from. I was thinking the other day, before I moved to San Antonio, I really knew very little about uh, the celebration of the dead, the Day of the Dead, which is uh, very characteristic here in the Hispanic community as a great way every year to remember and honor those who have died. Maybe we need more of that. Well, I do think that. And I think that we see life and death as, as a continuum of, of energy. You know, we, we know it's inevitable. Loss is, is, is there. There's necessary losses in life. And then there's sort of episodic traumatic losses, loved ones that we really cared so deeply for. But, you know, as the Buddhist would tell you or any good, you know, uh, transformative program is that at some point we have to let go of everything. We're not going to be buried with the stuff that we have all around us. And, you know, being there to mind our own selves, our mind and our body and our spirit, these bodies that we have, is all we can do is live in the moment, not, not put your foot outside that moment, but live in the moment because we're not promised tomorrow. And one of the things that we also talk about when it comes to the grieving process is things aren't necessarily going to go back to quote unquote normal. It's what's going to kind of the end result is that you've got a new normal and accepting that that new normal uh, based on that loss, whatever that might be, is, is a good step to take. So Tina's correct um, before you end the show, because I know our time is limited, Ron, but Tina's so right. The new normal is something that you can really process in a support group setting with people who have had to do that reset. Your aunt didn't quite probably have to do that reset, but we all tend to do. And if you're in a cohesive group with people who have gone through this that are inspiring to you, you not just create a new family of choice, a support group, but you learn from them on that reset of what's ahead and how to prepare for what's ahead. This has been very helpful. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. Thank you, Tina Smith. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you again very soon right here on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.